0: Hi, my name is Michelle, and I am a tarot coach. I teach people how to use tarot for the purposes of personal growth and development. Hey, everybody, this is
1: Pearl. Welcome back to another episode of Conversations with Pearl. And I'm so excited to have our guest today. And I need you to sit back. I need you to have an open mind because I love what we're going to talk about. And my son and I used to, we when he was still here on Earth, we used to do tarot cards often together. He's the one who introduced them to me. So our guest today is Michelle Bordeaux, and she's an education and business professional turned tarot teacher and artist. Her goal is to mystify the tarot and normalize it as a tool for personal growth and development. Michelle's approach to the tarot is designed to help the non-tarot reader and the new tarot reader alike develop a relationship with the cards that promotes introspection exploitation and empowerment to create the life we want and we deserve welcome to the
0: show michelle thank you so much for having me i'm happy to be here
1: so excited to have you on today so tell us how how you got started in the tarot cards
0: oh gosh i got started in the tarot cards way back in college just doing what most I think college kids would do with the tarot, you know, does this hot guy think I'm cute kind of thing. (laughs) And that was about it. I just played around with it. Life got in the way, I got busy, and I put the cards aside for 25 years. And um, I was struggling after my mother passed just with trying to figure things out and where life was going and really doing a lot of introspective work. And there was a point at which I call it my psychic two by four. I was just bonked over the head with, you need to get your tarot cards back out and start working with them again. And that's what I did. And over the next few years, just really started cultivating more of a personal relationship with the cards that was designed to help me work through some of the things that I needed to work through as opposed to using it in what most people would consider the traditional, you know, divinatory way. So that's, that's kind of how I came back into it.
1: I, I think it's kind of cool. Is the guy, is this guy into me or not? You know, I remember growing up, some of my friends, were like, I want to read my cards and, and see if I should go do this or go do that. I'm like, what, what's that? Why are you exactly? And you know, I'm <laughs> like, don't, don't rely on things for that. Like, you know, what's your gut say? And, and then um, my older son, Matthew He really got into the tarot cards. I I think when he was away um, at rehab, I think is when he was introduced to them. And he really, yeah. And so he really like meditated with the cards and he really um, like he didn't, he didn't, he would, you know, journal with whatever they would come up and stuff like that. So he bought me my first set of cards and he never really taught me how to use them. I just got, he's like, mom, just open them up. Like, okay, well I have other cards that I use as well, so for mm-hmm. which we at the end of the episode, we'll I'll introduce them to you as well. But yeah, so tell us, you know, because there is a lot of you know thoughts behind it, and there's a lot of you, you know, it's just like when people talk up, uh, about talking to an empath or a, a medium, they're like, right. oh, you know, that's devil's work and and all that, and you know, so tell us about that. Like, how have you been able to get people to open their mind?
0: Thank you for addressing that yeah that that is that's something that I have been working on um there you know it seems as though <clears throat> excuse me these days there are two camps. there's the very, very traditional camp, like you're talking about the the camp that um is all about divining the future and the things that make some people very uncomfortable, you know, the gypsy with the <laughs> with the jewels and all, you know, that type of thing. There is a growing contingent though, that is beginning to use the tarot more in the way that I'm promoting it. And I'm not the first one. I've seen other people doing it as well. I've seen some therapists have started to integrate it into their practice as well. And so I've just really worked at being open and honest, and this is who I am. Um, I, I try to make sure that people understand that I don't want you to give your power away to me. That's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for you to use the cards to cultivate your own empowerment. And I think that's a huge distinction between how the cards are used
1: Yeah, I see. I'm seeing, like you said, more and more like coaches and um, and even therapists. I've known a couple too, like you said, that are using the cards. And um, and you you know, it, I my belief is it's just like I remember. So our oldest was adopted, and then our youngest one we had we were blessed to have him through in vitro. And I remember sitting in church one time, and I had. My neighbor was with me, and her and I both went through in vitro. Kind of funny. We didn't know each other. Both our kids were in vitro, born 12 hours apart in two different states. And I remember being in, in church at midnight mass, and I don't know how the subject came up, but somebody in vitro came up. And the, the pastor at the time was like, well, you know, that's that's a sin. And I'm like going, okay, I truly believe that if God was, it was a sin, God would not have given these doctors these talents to help us bring children into the world, right? And so that's how I believe. And some people that are listening today, you know, you may not resonate with what we're talking about, and that's okay. But the point is, we people are using these cards to help them get through challenges. You know, our son that I was talking about, Matthew, he passed away last July, um, and my, my cards will do later called Better Questions, Better Life. They guide me. Now, they're not tarot cards, but those guide me, you know, it's whatever tool you can use to help you get through the challenges you have, or deciding on something big in your life, it's okay because it's what works for you, right? And so, Michelle, right. tell us a little bit of how the cards have helped you in your life and why they why this is so such a passion for yours.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, they've helped. <clears throat> excuse me, they've helped me in that. I mean, essentially, I was in a position where I needed a change. I needed a big change. I was working in corporate, I was working in nonprofit, burnout, not really enjoying what I was doing. And long story, one thing led to another and without much notice, I left. And I had just had enough, I I needed more in my life. I didn't know what that looked like, but I needed more. And I had been working with the tarot at that point and I thought maybe what I need to do is to start integrating this more into my own life and, and teaching others, you know, doing it simultaneously. So over the next couple of years, that's what I did. I started working with the tarot. There are a couple of fantastic books out there. Uh, Mary Kay Greer is one of the primo tarot for yourself people. Um, and just working my way through those books and using them, and not being nearly as concerned with the traditional card meanings as one might be if one was reading the cards in the traditional manner. Meaning, I was a lot more or am a lot more about, okay, this is the core of the card, but what is my intuition saying to me? What is my higher self saying? Yes, this card and this card, you know, so that type of thing where it's just been a a slow personal journey, I guess. Um, It's kind of helped me detox from corporate in a way, you know, just working through my stuff and asking the tarot questions. I don't know what to do with this. You know, in some ways, you could look at it like prayer. You could look at it like meditation. It's just a different way of communicating with whatever higher power you feel is appropriate to communicate with.
1: I like how you said detox from corporate. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I've been there, done that. So definitely detox from corporate is, is powerful. And, and, you know, it's like you said, it's, it doesn't mean the card tells you something and you got to do it. It's like, what, how does it resonate with me? what do I feel from it? Does it feel right to me or does it not feel right to me? Right. And so then, then it's like, okay, let me think about it. Let me journal on it, meditate, whatever that is, it brings up for you. And so I think that's really, really powerful to, to remember that it doesn't mean you have to do, like, I could pull this better question, better life right now. And it's completely blank. So it doesn't mean I have to have a blank thought, you know, that could bring up many thoughts for me, right? Uh And I didn't have a purpose. But, but yeah, so I like that you said that, like, you know, detoxing things out of our life, like releasing things out of our life. Um, Like for me, with my son, um, I'm so intuitive in myself because we had a relationship over, you know, after the afterlife about heaven and we had many conversations about heaven and and what we felt so i know for me that's brought me a lot of peace and mm-hmm. for some cards is what brings them peace you know that's what brings right. peace and mm-hmm. um so tell me a little bit i want to go back for a little bit so okay. when you were a little girl what was life life like growing up and how do you think like how do you think the cards like maybe played into that
0: mm, really? now, wow when did you start doing the cards? I didn't start doing the cards until I was in college. Um <clears throat> excuse me, my background, my my early childhood was extremely blue collar. Um I tried to I don't even know how to describe it. My my yeah, just a very blue-collared regular folks kind of family. Um but my mom was curious about not so much the tarot, but intuition, you know, psychic abilities, whatever you call it. So it wasn't a forbidden topic. The, you know, the the things that we can't explain were not a forbidden topic. But that was really the extent of any permission I had. Um, I think in part, I think in part, really my moving toward the tarot Um, was in response to not having been brought up with a belief system. I was baptized Catholic, but my parents never went to church. So I was never confirmed. I never, you know, would go with my grandparents on occasion and that type thing. And when I hit 19, 20, 21, what the heck is life all about? What is this world about? What do I believe? And I just started exploring, you know, Eastern religions, you know, yoga, Tai Chi, all of the things. And the tarot just sort of came up in that realm. And I think being a, an artistic person, I was really drawn just to the images of the cards and the fact that you could have 10 different sets of cards with 10 different sets of images, and they all sort of work together and they all sort of mean the same thing. And so I was just fascinated by the whole thing.
1: And I think it's interesting that, you know, your mom had some, you know, had a little bit of that intuition. And I think I see that often where somebody in the family has some, you know, part of that, you know, something, and then that's where where it grows from. So tell us a little bit about like, How did you decide to make this part of a business? Like how how did this become a business for you?
0: Right, right. Well, it's been a real process. When I left corporate, um I was I was desperate to leave. It's everybody was like, What are you gonna do? I'm like, I don't know. I'm gonna be a coach. And I spent I spent a lot of time just trying to figure out, you know, what type of coaching and how I wanted to do that. And then it occurred to me, hey, I could start to do what therapists do, which is integrate the tarot. And then really what happened is I found that I really enjoy course development, course creation. That was my geeky, you know, education background. And I enjoy teaching but I wasn't enjoying the one-on-one coaching the way I wanted to, you know, my, if I'm going to make this huge change and take this big chance, I have to enjoy it. Right. So that's kind of, it's like, what would I enjoy doing? And it's just been a process. Um, I started the podcast about a year and a half, almost two years ago. Um, And things have just evolved from there as i have grown and i've learned what i want you know I, I spent 30 years doing what everybody else wanted me to do and fitting that mold and all of those things and so it's just been a process as i have unraveled <laughs> that's it. no i don't want to say unraveled as i have blossomed how's that um i'm i'm trying to bring people along with me and So that's sort of how it's, it's evolved. It's just been an organic process. Me saying, huh, I don't know what I'm doing (laughs) and just continuing forward. So I, I love that you said,
1: I want tired of people telling me what to do. So for the listeners, that's what we talk about here is what is your passion? Go after your passion. Like, what is it that you are wanting to do? Like, what is the people telling you, you need to do, but what's your heart telling you, you want to do? And I love that Michelle shared that that that's what she's done. She's gone and she's doing something she loves to do. So funny, I want to ask you a question, Michelle, your corporate world folks that you used to work with, do they know what you do and they give you a hard time?
0: Uh, um, Not so much the corporate folks, because I was in a I was in a weird situation. I wasn't dealing with the public so much. I had a pretty small group and a few of them were also at least open to things. Um, where I have run into, I don't want to say resistance, but I will say some seriously raised eyebrows would be trying to explain it even just to friends. And (laughs) my daughter's daughter's future in-law family, lovely, wonderful, sweet people. And just this look of utter confusion, you know, when I try to explain (laughs) what it is that i've been doing and and so yeah i've it's it honestly impacted me quite a bit at the beginning and i think that's why i glommed on to the whole concept of being a coach because being a you know being a coach sounds more professional than being a tarot teacher and um but i've just since learned i have to own it if i if i expect anybody else To believe in me that i have to believe in myself right and so that's kind of where i've been going with it so tell us so
1: part of what we shared when we introduced you is like taking the the stigma how are you demystifying that what are you what are some of the things that you're doing
0: to take that approach well that's why i have the podcast the pot and the podcast is um it's set up in a way that is really somewhat of a a full tarot curriculum inside of the podcast. So there's um, basic information about all of the cards and we walk through the process. Once we got through that sort of educational portion of things, I started moving more toward what you can do with this information. Now you have this new information or at least a A starting point, you have a better concept of what it is you can do with these cards and whatnot. Now let's start looking at tarot for renewal. Let's look at tarot for when you're just having the worst day ever. Tarot podcast episodes that are bringing people into the practical uses, the everyday uses, the I'm stuck. I'm not sure where to go from here. I don't want to ask somebody else because again, I don't, I'm trying to trust myself. So what can I do? What kind of spread can I use or how can I communicate with the cards? And um, yeah, just trying to open people's minds to the fact that this is not your grandmother's tarot.
1: (laughs) Not, not your grandmother's tarot. I like that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> i don't know if you do you ever see the uh um, matt Fraser? do you know who he is the medium no so, so when he opens his show um he talks about how his gra- his grandmother yeah, his grandmother she'd had people at the table and they were reading cards and he tells a joke about so grandpa didn't you ever know he's like i didn't know what your grandmother was doing i didn't paint i just thought they were playing cards <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow <laughs> you to, that's funny
1: you'll have to catch it at, you know he does like um, online readings and stuff like that oh yeah yeah, he's pretty funny, but um, but yeah, so like I like that you're, you know, you're taking and sharing it in different scenarios of how to, you know, use it for this situation and that situation. Right. And so when a client wants to work with you and they're coming to work with you for coaching, how do you introduce them to the cards if maybe they weren't, it's something they're not used to or I've never done before?
0: Yeah, for the most part, because my website is so very tarot based, people that come to me for coaching sort of know what they're getting themselves into. Um, but for those that are tarot curious but maybe a little timid, we just start out with regular coaching, but gradually, you know, introduce the idea of have you thought about, you know, are you using your intuition? What kind of tools are you using? to help you cultivate your intuition so you can start to trust yourself and then if they're open oracle cards are a nice entryway because they don't seem to have that same stigma that same occult stigma that tarot cards have and we use them and this is how i recommend everybody start to use them simply considering what your situation is at the moment whatever it is you're trying to address putting the cards out in front of you. And even if you don't know anything about the tarot card meanings, especially the original Ryder Smith weight deck is a snapshot of human life, the big things and the little things. So we look through the cards, what, you know, what pictures resonate with you and why do they resonate with you? Oh, this guy resonates with me because he, is very stern, and he reminds me of my boss, and blah, blah, blah. So in a lot of ways, the tarot in the coaching is not not used in the traditional way. Not that I wouldn't do a reading, and I love doing traditional readings. It's a blast for me. But my traditional readings will also focus on personal empowerment. I'm not going to, I won't do a reading, you know, what does so-and-so think about me, or am I going to get this job or not? If people do readings with me, it's about what can I do to help myself solve this problem?
1: Yeah, I love that. Like, it's really important to not, you you don't want, who knows what the future is gonna be, but how can I take care of what I'm faced with today? How can I, you know, take that time out to listen to my heart too, through the help of the card. And I think that's really, really powerful. Okay, so Michelle, what I want to know now is we're going to do a little shift here. I, you know, we're all about self care on the on the conversation with Pearl. So I want to know what are you doing? What's tell me about a day in your life of self care and how do you play the tarot cards into that? Sure,
0: sure. Uh, my primary means of self care, <laughs> actually, I think I do quite a bit. Um, I practice yoga three or four days a week. And I meditate daily for 30 minutes or so. Often I will choose a card before I meditate and work with that card in the meditation. Other times I'll meditate on a question, a problem, something that's going on, and then do a reading afterwards. Doing readings when, in my experience, doing a reading once I have completed a meditation, the readings are almost always more rich and more full and more communicative. And so, so on a day-to-day basis, that's how I would use it. Um, But I also, you know, I have days where, okay, I'm not really sure which direction to take this, or I'm not really sure how to address that. Then I pull out the cards and I do a reading for myself. I don't use traditional spreads. It's just a conversation between the cards and me, and um, journal with them as well. You know, keep keep track of what I'm doing, what I'm talking about, and that type of thing.
1: So, what are some of your favorite things? Like, like journal. There's different. You talk. You talk about journaling, right? So, there's different ways to journal. Do you have a favorite way that you like to journal?
0: When I'm using the cards, I will, typically what I'll do is I will, it's a lot of writing, but I'll write down the question, I will write down the uh, the card that I pulled, and then typically what I'll do is I'll write down a my interpretation, how this card is resonating with me, each individual card. So this card resonates this way, that card resonates the other way. And then I'll also journal about how are these cards working together? How are they creating a conversation? Or how are they opening something up to me as a combination that I might not have otherwise seen? So uh,
1: when you first started journaling, did
0: did you struggle with journaling? Was it easy to journal? Well, no, I was an English major, so... I'm kind of wordy anyway. Um, the biggest problem I have with journaling is handwriting it. I prefer to have a handwritten journal if I want to go back and read it, but my hand can't keep up with my brain. So I typically type. Um, but no, I mean, I've, I've been a journaler. I found some journals last year of when i Before I got married the first time. So I would have been 24 or something like that. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I love to write. So it's, it's, that's good. And I know some people don't and they resist writing. I will say that when it comes to the tarot, I personally think that either writing, journaling, or if you really, really hate journaling and you could get to the point where you're comfortable. Speak it. Speak it into a microphone. Just let the words flow. Don't analyze it. Don't think about it. Just speak what's there for you. And those are the times when the gems come through. And I think that's when important in that to understand too. Like, don't
1: put a lot of thought flow. into your journaling. Like just let like like she was Michelle was sharing is just let the thoughts come out. It's also like and if you've never journaled before brain dumping, just write down what's in your head, like what's popping up and just write it down. And, you know, don't put a lot of thought of how you wrote it, if it's clean, if you can read it or write it, whatever. And if like, like Michelle said, if you can't write it, then use your phone and speak it into something if you want to. It's totally fine to do take that approach as well. Uh, But I'm going to, I'm going to go, I'm going to pick on Michelle for a second. Okay, let's talk about the journal you found in 24 years old. Did you go back and read them?
0: <laughs> oh. Oh yes, I did. Actually, and it was just like, wow, have I grown? So what was thank something goodness that stood out I put the work like, in. Like, think
1: about going back and re- okay, but listen to this, you guys. You go back and you read a journal from when you're younger, 24 years, years young. I don't know how Michelle is how old she's now. I haven't asked her that question, but just think. I'm 58 years young. I didn't journal back then, but let's say I did. Like think about what you could go back and what lessons you are learning from that younger self of yours. Like how powerful is it? That's why when, you know, in the Shiro League, we talk about journaling so much in in the group. We meet every Sunday evening from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern time. And we talk about journaling because it's so powerful because you're we work on goals, we work on visions, we work on things that you want to accomplish in the Shiro League. And if you go back and read some of that, you're like, I had that thought about that. I didn't think you know. So, Michelle, what would you say was uh, when you went back and read some of those, what would you say was going on with your younger self when you were mm-hmm. reading that? Like where was she? Was the younger Michelle oh. like where was she emotionally? Where was she going in life? Like what big changes did you see that you've made? Yeah. Wow.
0: The the younger me was Terrified enough of being a grown-up and on my own that I accepted a marriage proposal. Um literally, shame on me. The flash, I suppose I can always get a divorce is what flashed through my head at 24. It's like if this doesn't work, eh, I can always get a divorce. It's like, what was I thinking? Not really realizing what a huge commitment marriage is and should be, and all of those things. Um you know so just thinking back it's like that whole concept of taking our younger self right our inner child or whatever i i would love to be able to take that person and just say you are worth so much more than you thought you were worth you have value you have abilities you have um you have everything that you need you don't need Anybody, you don't need a daddy. You don't need a husband. You don't, you know, you got this, but it took me, I was 24 then. I think I was 36 when I got, got divorced, finally got that divorce. Um, but it took me all that time to even get to the point where I could see myself or give myself permission to admit that I had been wrong, to admit that, you know, I had blah, blah, blah. And step into, okay, and, put and that I aside now. That, who do I you I love want how to be you now? describe that. to, and what to do you go want back and tell her like
1: you have value, that you don't need anybody. You can do this on your own. And that's that's so yeah. powerful. And that's exactly like being a so the Shiro League, if the S is for you're strong, right? The H is you can be happy. The E is empowered. You can empower your life to be who you want to be. The R is radiant. You are radiant. You have this ability inside of you to shine. And so you're radiant. And then the O is original. You are original. We are all originally made very uniquely. And so you can be who you want to be. And and, as you were describing, that, I was sitting here going, wow, Michelle was being that Shiro looking back going, I have value. I'm worthy. I don't need anybody. I'm doing this on my own. And I think that's so powerful to understand that, you know, our our younger adults, male and females, we have to do a better job in this age right now. It's so much going on in the world. We have to do a better job of empowering them to be like, you don't have to have a boyfriend in middle school. You don't have to Be you know have somebody attach your hip. You don't have to have children to be happy. Those things will come if you want them, and yes, they'll bring you joy. But who are who is Michelle? Who is Pearl? Who are you listening to this right now? That wants what do you want? Who do you want to be? If you are a professional mom that works out of the house, or you're in in today's world a stay at home mom, I want you to stop and say, Mm -hmm. I'm a CEO mom. I'm running my life. The way i want to run it i'm accomplishing what i need to do and i don't have to come home from work and do laundry make dishes and and food all that stuff i don't have to stay home all day and do do those things i can empower those that are in this home with me to be part of this team we are running a business in this home and i think we're missing that and i think the other part too as michelle said is understanding that her kids need to understand they're valued like that they are worthy and teach them to tell them themselves i was talking on the last podcast about there's this little girl I, lo- I follow her because her mom has taught her she's in this cute little robe every morning and she's like i'm powerful i'm beautiful all these things she tells herself it's so powerful and if we can teach our kids at a young age to say the positive affirmations into their life it can change their world it can change when they've dealt with challenges and then somebody like Michelle comes along and says, "Let me help guide you. What those feelings are. Let let's let, let me teach you some other tools that can help you to get through those challenges that come up, or make decisions that feel that you know are here, but you just want to have some guidance, right? Right. And I, I love that you share that, Michelle. So I know you mentioned you have a daughter that's getting married. So um, where's she at with you on the tarot card?
0: She's kind of funny. She's um." <clears throat> She is, excuse me, one moment. <clears throat> she's very open-minded. Um, she <laughs> she had a ghost in her house. And I'm like, okay, this is what you do. She's like, okay, I did that. It's gone. So she's, she's very open-minded. Um, she really has not paid much attention, which is interesting. It's just like, I'm busy doing my own thing, mom you know, and good for her. She's got a job she loves, she's successful, blah, blah, blah. So it's really been a non-issue, you know. Um, She will go to someone else before she'll come to me for a reading, (laughs) which I think is probably a good thing. Um, But yeah, I mean, her life, tarot reading and this realm, you know, is in her life already. So I, I like
1: how you said she'll go to somebody else before she'll come to you.
0: Isn't that typical, oh, yeah.
1: That's typical with our kids? They'll go to somebody else because they know we're going to tell them the truth. They know we're going to tell them, you know, the hard stuff. We're not going right. to hold back. Right. And in some ways, we'll tell them probably our more of our opinion than what we know, you know. And so I think it's that was so cute how she said <laughs> she goes and, you know, and OK, wait. Now tell us how you get a ghost out of your house.
0: How I what? How do you get a ghost out of your oh. house? Oh <laughs> uh, OK, long story. Her neighbor died um, right after he died, and he was friends with her na- Okay, let me see. Her house next to door next neighbors, the next door neighbor died. He had been friends with the woman who lived in the house earlier. She had also passed. So the day after he died, all of a sudden, her dog starts going berserk. Two o'clock in the morning, like three or four days in a row, and it was just really why is he, this is a dog that never barks, that never does anything. And I'm like, I think it's, you know, your neighbor who passed and he's coming to visit his friend. And I said, you need to sage your house. Did you get your sage and make sure you open up your doors, you know, let all of anything out, tell him it's, you're free to go. You don't need to be here, all of those things. And she called me later and she's like, it hasn't happened again, you know, which is kind of cool. So (laughs)
1: I love that. I love that. You know, um, my, like I said, my son passed and I feel him all around me all the time. Yeah. You know, and I, I just, I know he's with me. And part of that is my faith. And part of that is we were so connected that I know when he's nearby and, um, to the point that the day that he, the night that he passed, we were, we actually were awake. Um, and I normally sit on the, we have a sectional. My husband has a recliner next to where I sit. And normally I sit right next to my husband, but I'm like, I'm a, I got up and moved over to the other end of the couch. And all of a sudden I was shaking like a leaf. And my, to the point my husband's like, you're going to give yourself a heart attack. You need to calm down. I'm like, seriously, my hands went up. I'm like, I don't know why I'm shaking like this. Something's happened. You know, we, my son had butt dialed us a few minutes before. So we were able to say we love you and and so forth and then the next like all of a sudden I got calm it just went away and then we found out he passed right around that time that I had felt that feeling and so my husband says I never believed in any of that stuff till I watched what happened to you you know yep. so I really believe you know part of it's the mother's intuition part of it's like that divine intervention I, I feel like you know God sends us signs and and things all the time and if we're open to hearing and receiving it's a beautiful thing it's not You know, I've had people say, like we said earlier, it's, oh, that's, you know, Satan and whatever. But I don't believe that because I believe people like you are are giving a talent and it's helping other people in their lives. It's helping them, like, like what you said, you don't tell them what to do. You're you're just there to help guide them, like a coach, right? And that's what's so, so powerful. And I love that you share that as well. So tell us, Michelle, what's coming up for you? What's the, what's the um what well i am
0: <clears throat> excuse me i just published a second course which is actually a course designed to help people teach their own course going back to my education background i had a number of people saying i don't know how to do this i can't afford to pay somebody else what can i do so right now until the end of the month there is. it's a free pilot anybody who's interested in Going over there and learning how to create their own course can do that but in terms of moxie itself and, and the tarot and all of those things I have another couple courses that are in the works a couple workshops that are practical workshops based on how to address this how to address that uh, and it will be a video and a worksheet and probably a meditation something along those lines and then the only other thing that's coming up is I'm going to start adding, I have not yet. um, I'm going to start adding my art to my website and sort of, again, letting people know a little bit more about who I am and how I am.
1: So are you saying you're an artist as well?
0: I am. Oh, nice. I am. Yeah. I uh, have been since high school, um, you know, was the, the girl in high school who was college bound, but who took every hour of art that she could kind of thing and have stuck with it over the course of my life. I've done everything from oil painting to stained glass. And right now I'm into pottery and watercolors. So yeah, I'm I'm going to launch a jewelry line, a porcelain jewelry line. So that we'll awesome.
1: sounds beautiful. And you know, that too is part of that whole self-care journey, right? Like you're doing these things that make you feel good, and then you're going to pay it forward so others can receive what you're you're making and 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 your art. And I think that's just so amazing. Yeah. I just love that. So in the Shira League right now, Michelle, one of the things we're working on is talking about what brings us joy and our what not to do list. Right, the things that bring mm-hmm. us joy. What do I have to release to I like, so I can enjoy those? Right. So I want to ask you. The first question is, if I said to you, Michelle. I want you to write down 10 things that bring you joy right now, right? But only tell me the top three. What are the top three things that are on your, what brings your joy list right now? Ah,
0: Sunshine, literally, because I live in Michigan and it's been cloudy forever. I mean, joy, not happiness, but yeah, sunshine, um, my meditation practice and my art. Yes, yeah, so I'm in
1: Florida, so I get sunshine a lot. Oh, so. yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry you have that 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 darkness sometimes, oh. but I love that that brings you joy. And sunshine is good for sleep. It's good for all kinds of things. Absolutely. I think that's mm-hmm. So now let's do let's go over to your not-to-do list. So what does Michelle need to remove from her life so that she can enjoy those things that she just shared with us?
0: Uh watching too much news. That's a big, big, big one because. It sticks with me long after I've watched the news. Um, Let's see. That's a harder one. Um, Not to give in to my tendency to hermit and be very introverted. I'm very, very introverted. And most of the time it's great, but it does... It can, it can hinder things. It can hinder me getting out and meeting people and, you know, getting joy that way. Um, I would say probably the last thing is, and it's a positive, not eating junk. (laughs) I'm not a crazy, crazy health food person, but for me, I feel so much better when I eat a reasonably healthy diet.
1: I love those are three really good ones too because the news i mean so much is happening in the world right now so i definitely like we downsized our house and when we first moved here we didn't really have we never went back to cable we had streaming and it's great because we didn't have a lot of news but then when the elections came up my house was like turning on the news all the time like i don't want to see that stuff because you're right it it carries with you that that especially if it's a negative kind of day on the news it can carry with you a long time and then, um, you, you know, like you were talking about not eating junk. That's impo- powerful because of our health. Mm-hmm. It's really important for our health too. But what the other one that really touched me is hermit. Like not to be that hermit, because I know that when my son passed, I kind of like the first. I have a retreat every year in September, so I did that. And everybody's like, "It's okay if you don't do your retreat." I'm like, "I need to do the retreat for me." But then after the retreat, I found I was I became a hermit. And so I made a commitment, Jen, just like a couple weeks ago, well, really the first part of the year that I was going to get out. So I've gone. I my first middle of January, I went on two business trips, one with my business coach and one a speaking event to learn um, to improve on my speaking. And then, you know, t- today I was just at our network event. I was like, we haven't seen you in so long. I'm like, yes, I know. I'm getting back yeah. out. And it feels good, you know, but sometimes what happens is if we're hermiting, we get in that rabbit hole and we get become comfortable, right? It's like oh, I don't have to go face anybody. I'm nice and comfortable right now, right? But we have to push ourselves. We have to get out of that rabbit hole. Yeah, I I have a a friend who is the same
0: way and we're sort of accountability partners that way. It's like, okay, when's the last time you are out of the house? We are going to have coffee. At least get, do something, so.
1: And I wanted to, did you guys hear that? Like she has an accountability partner. Michelle has somebody that they hold each other out. and check on each other. And that's that's important because, as my friend Lisa Pulliam calls them, they're your balcony people. Or for me, your league of people that hold you accountable, check on you. Like, am I surely? They, they, I mean, yes, it's my group. I run my group. But they were so powerful for me over the last six months of the loss of our son that they like wow. were like, okay, let's go. Let's pull you here. Let's get out there. You know, it's so powerful to, to have those people that you're surrounded by. And so I love that you share that. So I love that. So if you had one bucket list item, Michelle, that you want to accomplish before you leave this earth. Well, you're opening what up that
0: item? an existential can of worms because that's really been my focus. I am turning 58 this year. And yeah, and it has finally occurred to me that I'm not going to be on this planet for another 60 or 70 years. What do I want this next 30 years to look like? How do I want to be how, you know, what, what do I want it to look like? And I think what would be on my bucket list is more of a vision of my life as um, filled with loving people and an art community and, a tarot community, um, mutual support—just, just a sort of a state of being. I think is really the biggest thing on my bucket list.
1: I, I love that. Like, yeah, you're right. Fifty-eight years old comes, and it's like, oh, I don't have. You right. know, it's like that number is coming right. closer instead of so far away, right? It's like when my kids are in high school, like my my um, nephew was going in the service. I'm like, so you're going to do the 20 years? That's a long time, Aunt Pearl. I'm like, oh, it's just like high school. It's not that far. Trust me. Exactly. As it goes by, you'll be like, oh, I wish. And then i so we're doing that now. So yeah, I love that you're doing that. So I just want to thank you so much for joining us today, Michelle. And I want you to share with everybody well, thank how thank you they so can much. It was a lovely
0: conversation. And uh, your speech coach or whomever you're working with is doing a good job. So nice job. Um, You can find me. My website is moxiecoaching.com. Moxie has two X's in it. Uh, My podcast is Learn Tarot with Moxie, and that can be found on any of the big podcast outlets. I have a YouTube channel, Learn Tarot with Moxie, and of course, Instagram um, and TikTok as well. So. Yeah,
1: TikTok has been a new thing for me over the past Yeah, experience. Yeah, yeah, so it's it's, I'm, I'm learn just learn that, sort of starting watch. to
0: dip my toe in. It's, but it's fun, so. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's a lot of fun. All right, so everybody, I didn't forewarn Michelle before we started like I normally do. So um, we have these cards, Michelle. They're called Better Questions, Better Life. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to shuffle them. I'm going to have you okay, tell me when to stop. And we're going to have you answer the question. Okay, so here we go. Tell me when to stop. stop. All right. So Michelle's question is, how can Hmm. you be kinder to others?
0: Oh, gosh, maybe spend more time because I'm so introverted and I'm not out in the world. um, Spend more time working on compassion in meditation. Um, For me, that's it's really been interesting to, to focus on compassion and sending it out and receiving it and um, maybe trying to stay in a state where people can feel that compassion. And that I think would be something that we positive be positive and helpful for and kind. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, you're right. Cause a lot of times when we're inside, people don't, you know, people read into things. And if we're not out and about, they're like, "Oh, she doesn't like anybody." You yeah. know, there's all those negative thoughts that they say, right? And so, yeah, when we can be out there and people can see that we're there to, as well as the support for them, it's it's awesome. So I appreciate you answering those questions. And if anybody wants to get these cards, it's called betterquestionsbetterlife.com dot com. I don't get paid for them. My friend Carol and and Diane, who Carol's been on the podcast, and Diane's coming on soon. Um, they, they did these cards or 77 Fun. cards, I believe that you just pull one every day and just answer the question that's on the card. Fun. And the one I did that was blank that's yeah. in there on purpose. It's supposed to give you some <laughs> introspective thought too. So I, I want to remind everybody that, so we'll put all her links in as well, when we post the web, the podcast, excuse me, but I just want to remind everybody that if you are wanting to become a Shiro, if you're ready to do something for yourself, if you're ready to start finding more joy in your life if you're ready to start releasing those things that you don't want to do anymore i would love to invite you to join the shiro league um you can come visit us for two visits for free and if you want to just uh, email me pearl at wsliving.com type in shiro again pearl at wsliving.com or if you're ready to do something for yourself and you're ready to take some time away and sit in your pjs for four or five days hang on the beach in Gulf Shores of Alabama and be surrounded by amazing women that are also there to work on their self-care, start doing some self-growth and learning how to overcome people pleasing, then we still have a few spots left at our retreat in September 14th to 18th. You can go to WSLivingRetreats.com. That's WSLivingRetreats.com. And who knows? Maybe Michelle will show up too. So I want to remind you when you come into this world, you are this rough oyster on the outside. But as you open it up, just like my name is Pearl, you have an inner Pearl as well. And I help you go find your inner Pearl to greatness. Have a great day. Hi, my name is Pearl Sharenza and I'm with Women's Successful Living. And I want to tell you a little story. You see, once upon a time in the middle of COVID, I noticed that more and more women were overwhelmed. We were having to balance households. We're having to become teachers. We're having to work our job while we're trying to become a teacher. We were sitting in our home with our children and our spouses or our loved ones and feeling overwhelmed. We were lost for where we're going to find space in our own house. So I was feeling that this overwhelm was stressing women out more, that they felt like they could not have a Calgon take me away moment. They felt like everywhere they turn somebody in the house would find them or their job wanted them on another zoom meeting and i just felt so sorry for these Women, as I spoke with them and felt the pain because I too was feeling sorry. I was feeling sorry that I couldn't go out and do the things I love to do. I could go out, yes, and take a walk and sit in my front swing, but I couldn't go to the community meetings and the fundraiser functions or go have lunch with a friend or go to the movies with my husband or just take a, a moment away from everything that we're responsible for as moms and wives in our homes, right? You become that CEO mom and you're running a household. But then if you're working outside of the household, not only are you a CEO mom, and if you're asking what a CEO mom is, that's a mom who is running the household. Because let me tell you, you're not sitting around eating bonbons every day. You truly are running a business of a home. But then maybe you also work outside of the home. And here you are, you're trying to balance working in the home, working outside the home, And then maybe you have children and you're having to learn how to become a teacher because bless our teachers, they're trying to learn a whole new way of teaching through Zoom. And so as I spoke to the women in my community and my clients, I found they were also feeling all this overwhelm. They were becoming stressed. They were sitting in in the home with their children and their spouse and they're going, I'm with you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I love you, but I don't love you that much. Were you feeling that way too? So I found as they were feeling this way that I had to do something. And every day, about a month after into the pandemic, I decided to try something new. I decided to create a space where we could meet via Zoom. And yes, I know another Zoom meeting, really, Pearl, but I just knew that was the only way that we could get together. And the rule was you had to go in a room where you could put a note in the door and say, I'm on a break, I'm on a timeout. Whatever you want to call it, you could make that note on your door. Because really, we have to take time for ourselves in order to really take time and care for our family, our loved ones, and our job the way we know we want to and we need to. So what I did is I created what we called our self-care Sunday evening. And it actually became Shiro's is what we ended up naming it. Because we as women, we are the hero of the house. We're the hero of everything we do for our family, our friends, our job, whatever that is that you're responsible for, right? But are you really the hero for yourself? So that became important to me. So one day I decided I wanna pour into these women. So I brought them together on a Zoom meeting. We met Sunday evening, 8 p.m. We finished up by 9 p.m. We just had conversations. What was challenging them? What was the pandemic bringing up for them? How were they doing mentally? Were, were they doing something to take care of themselves? And if you heard me before, I say bathtubs and taking baths are not self-care, but really during the pandemic, sometimes that's all you could do was get in a tub with bubbles and take a few minutes for yourself, right? So as we poured into them, I, I noticed that they were starting to enjoy the self-care. They were starting to be less stressed. They were starting to communicate better with their family and their, and their loved ones because they could communicate why they were taking time for themselves they were able to communicate that it's not that I don't love being with you, it's that because I love you so much, I need time for myself. So on Sunday evenings, we worked on things about self-care challenges. We created a challenge of self-care where every day they had to do something. It could be something that took them one minute or if they wanted to, it could be something that took them an hour, but it was their job to do something for themselves every single day. And then because of that, they... They saw that their family, they were worried that their family might make them feel guilty. So we started incorporating ways that they could do self-care for ourselves as we also did something with our family, right? So in some cases, we found that we were sitting, we had moms sitting and just watching TV, silly cartoons with their children. That's self-care, right? Or maybe playing a puzzle game or putting a puzzle together. And then when it came to their spouses, we found that they were sitting and finding movies on Netflix or writing, playing cards, or even we gave him a challenge. We have a friend that has these great cards are called better questions, better life. We even would pull a card and have a discussion with our loved one around that card. And then as they were working from home, some of the, our, our professional women were finding that their jobs were having much more demand on them but because they were home, they could actually kind of have more time they could grab for them. Oh, well, you're home all day long, so you really don't need to take a break. So they started finding that some of their jobs and their bosses were expecting them to give more. So we talked about how to set boundaries around our schedules. We talked about how to set boundaries around how much we want to be on Zoom. And as we did that, we found that the women were less stressed and they were actually performing their job performance better. they were having better and more improved relationships with their loved one, with their children. And some of them also had family that were in nursing homes. So we were creative on how to spend that time with their loved ones, but also making sure that they were taking care of themselves. So as we did this, I saw that it was a need that needed to continue. So even though the pandemic is, as we know it today is over, I found that the women loved this so much. We needed to continue this. And who knew that three years ago when I started this, that it would grow into what we have today, this amazing community of women that we still meet every Sunday evening from 8 to 9 p.m. We talk about things that bring us joy. We talk about challenges we're having in our lives. We're talking about things we're having to overcome. We have some women that are struggling in their marriages. We're talking about how we pour into them and how to help them work through communication. We have amazing, amazing guest speakers that come in every month. We've had Jane Pilker come in and talk up to us about our mind and the neurological part of our mind when it comes to our eating and our health and sugar and how it affects our body. We've had sets and Torah come in and talk to us about the smile method and how we have things such as, just the smile within us that can make things like mock acceptance where we're accepting things because we think we have to accept them. Like for instance, my loss of my son, Matthew, I never knew that when I created this group three years ago almost now, how much I needed these women. And because I have this community of women around me, I met Seth and Seth taught me about mock acceptance. And he taught me that, yes, I was accepting the loss of my son, but I wasn't truly believing that he was lost. And I was sort of like going through the motions. So ever since I have put this group together, this community of women, we have watched the women flourish. We have watched them have less stress. We've watched them communicate better with their loved ones. We've watched them put boundaries around their self-care so that they can achieve the things they want to, so they can put their cape on first as they pour into their family even better. And ever since we've started this self-care Shiro group, it has grown where we now at our retreats, we have women joining us during our retreats. We meet Every year we have a retreat in September. It's a pajama retreat. You come in your PJs, no makeup. You have about four days at the beach, sometimes the mountains, depending on the year. We just have sessions and breakout groups on how do we improve on our self-care? How do we continue to communicate our needs to our loved ones? How do we find what our goals are and our visions are? And how do we bring those to fruition? Because how many of you ever sat back and said, I have this big goal and I really wanna do it, but nobody believes I can do it. I want you to know that we believe in you and we know that you can do it. And so if this is something that you wanna learn more about and come and enjoy a great way to end your week and begin your week, I would love for you to join us because on top of our speakers, we also have an amazing meditation coach where she empowers us to sit down and just take some quiet time for ourselves. And just be in our own space as we reflect on what we truly want within. And I am so honored to watch the progress and the growth that the women in this community have accomplished. And I cannot wait to see what's coming up for all of them and hopefully for you. And if this is something you would love to learn more about, I would love to invite you to come and visit us one Sunday evening. Like I said, it's a great way to end your week and a great way to start your week. What better to know that you've got a balcony of people sitting and waiting for you to join them, have a cup of tea maybe, and just do some laughing, maybe a little crying, but no matter what, know that you've got a girlfriend there to have your back. So if you're ready to check out the Shiro League, I would love for you to join us. All you have to do is email me at pearl at wsliving.com. That's pearl at wsliving.com. And I would love to connect you. I hope today you know that we've all come into this world. We're a little oyster. We might be a little rough on the outside, but on the inside, you have a pearl. And I hope you find your pearl of greatness today as you become the Shiro I know you are.